Do you want to run further, faster, or stronger? Do you want to enjoy your running more and generally be a better version of yourself? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Alan Ladd, a running coach and nutritionist. My aim is to help you improve your running from 5Ks to ultras by providing you with the knowledge and tools you need on training, nutrition, and mindset, as well as giving you the inspiration to dream bigger, achieve more in your running, and to make it fun at the same time. Welcome to the Running Rules Podcast. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Running Rules Podcast, episode number 17. Five mental hacks for tough sessions and races. Today I'm going to be talking about some of the things that I think about when I'm going through a tough time, whether that's in a tough workout or in a race itself. Not every race or session goes absolutely swimmingly, although hopefully most of your sessions you're not really going to the the deep dark depths that you sometimes have to to grind it out and and get to the end of it. But you will go through those days, especially if you're pushing yourself hard. Uh, And these are some of the tips and tricks that I've used and also have recommended to some of my clients to try and get through those those hard sessions uh, and finish strong and get to the results that you want. We're definitely moving into summer now. I hope you're enjoying the sun wherever you are. Um, No doubt when this goes out, it'll be raining again. Um, But you can tell it's nice out now. Unfortunately, we've got lawnmowers and dogs barking uh, on the street. So hopefully you can't hear any of that. But it's certainly the temperature's gone up a little bit of a notch. uh, And we seem to be getting a nice stretch of weather. So obviously make sure you're hydrating and and staying cool on your runs when you can. Um, I think it sometimes takes people by surprise when the temperature goes up a little notch. And it's also an exciting time in the coaching side of things. Uh, I've got a lot of people starting to think towards their, their autumn marathons. We've got people booked in for Berlin, Dublin and New York so far. Um, Berlin is going to be 16 weeks out from Berlin next week so I always think it's good to start prepping about 16 to 20 weeks out make sure you've got a good plan of what you're going to be doing so if you are taking on a an autumn marathon um, do think about whether you could do some with some help on that journey and if you are interested then there's still coaching slots available if you go to www.therunningrules.com forward slash coaching so it will be 16 weeks out from Berlin and then the week after Berlin is Loch Ness I think and then we've got Galway and Chester and Chicago the following week after that um, there is York and Amsterdam I believe and then it's another week then till Dublin and then New York is the last of the bunch. So good spread there. There's so many marathons. There's loads of ones that I haven't even mentioned there. Um, get those checked out. See which ones are still available if you haven't got anything booked up. Or if you are, then think about the coaching or just reaching out for a bit of help on what your plan's going to look like. For me, I'm not going to be doing an autumn marathon this time around. Um, I'm going to be planning towards spring 2024 and racing some shorter events. So uh, by the time this goes out, I will have raced my first 5k of the summer. Um, A little bit nervous about that because 
Um, I'm not really used to racing short distances. I feel a bit more comfortable when you can build into a race like a half marathon or a marathon. And it's going to be a little bit of a shock to the system, but um, it's good to get the first one under the belt. So by the time this goes out, the Strava results will be there for all to see. Um, Hopefully it'll be okay. Don't feel too bad, um, but we'll see how that goes. But today we're going to be talking about mental hacks for tough sessions and races. Um, I do think that you're going to get, if you're pushing hard to try and lower times, you are going to get difficult sessions and, of course, difficult races. Any time you run a a personal best, obviously you're going to be running faster than you've ever done before. And you can't do that every race, but obviously if you're progressing, um, if you haven't either haven't been running for long or you've got a new training plan or you've got more consistent then those personal bests do come a bit easier but to keep on going and shaving time off um, once you've got to the point of consistency um, it does take sort of an extra level but that's what I love about running Um, there's always something that you can probably do differently in a race and part of that picture or part of the puzzle is getting your mindset right and being able to really dig deep to try and get faster and 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 stronger in each race. Um, it's something I've been reading about recently with um, in some of the books that I've been reading and also reflecting on my own races. Um, am I getting better now at learning to hurt towards the end of races, especially in marathons but also in shorter distances I mentioned there about not really enjoying the shorter distance races the 5k and the 10k because you almost feel like you've got to put yourself not not in in hurt but at a point where you're uncomfortable and one thing I always say to myself is you've got to learn or learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable if you want to be successful um, but I'm always reflecting and thinking, could I do more? Could I dig deeper in those really tough moments? Even going back to Boston last month, um, I had a great race and I felt like at the end I couldn't have given any more. And usually the sign for me is when I stop, there's no way I could get going again. So if I stop over the line, and this happened in Manchester and Boston, a stop over the line and it just sees up everywhere I feel like I couldn't have given any more in in those races but then there's a small part of me thinks could I have eked out a little bit more and part of that is possibly what goals we set ourselves and how close or far away or over them we are I remember thinking back to London 2019 um And in that race, I kind of eased off the gas in the last five miles. You can see from my splits, if you look back at that race, I probably lost in and around maybe two minutes there. And the reason for that was because I was going into that race with a a personal best of 258. And my target, my A goal for that race was to go under 250, which was quite a big jump because I'd only run my first sub three 
about six months ago in Dublin. But the difference there towards the back end of the race is that I knew I wasn't going to run 250 and um, I knew I was going to run a personal best unless I stopped and walked. Uh, and I really wanted to enjoy that experience. It was my first London marathon. It was on my birthday. And so I allowed myself to to ease off and I ran 253 that day. But looking back, I probably could have run 251 or 252 if I'd really dug deep. Um, but I decided not to on that occasion. And it's not a decision that I ever really regretted. Um, and I've been able to run, thankfully, faster than that now. So it's not really an issue. But sometimes it depends. I think it can help if you are quite close to a goal. If I fast forward to London 2022, where I really didn't have a great race, um, I was fighting and fighting to try and run a, a personal best there. And because I was so close to it, even though I wasn't having a great race, it kept me going and I really dug deep and I missed it by 25 seconds. But if I'd known way back, I think at mile 18, when I was really starting to struggle, that I wasn't going to get it, I possibly could have just packed up and gone home at that point, or at least really just dialed it back and, and not not bothered. So one of the things that really helps, and I haven't actually listed it in, in the five mental hacks, but is having different goals when you go into a race rather than just the one goal. Um, looking back for that London race, I think part of that was trying to get close to the, the personal best. But another part of that was the fact that I had other goals that I wanted to go under 250. I wanted to beat my previous London time. I wanted to go under sub three. So all of these are, are different goals that you can have, and uh, you know, you can have an A goal, B goal, C goal, D goal, and you can go down those so that it's not all or nothing when you get to, to race day. Because once you miss that top goal, if you don't have anything else, then it's really easy mentally just to switch off and let yourself coast in and go, well, it doesn't really matter now what I do because I missed my goal. So having those different tiered goals really helps um, to keep the pressure or the motivation to to dig deep and go as fast as you can or you know as well as you can it might not be a time goal but it might be something else you know if you're really struggling one of your goals should always be to try and finish the race unless you know you've you're doing damage you know you've got an injury or something like that then obviously it's best to sort of assess that and see whether it's worth pushing through or not but one of the goals should always be to finish the race if you can. Um, and that's one that can keep you going when things are really getting tough. So that's not actually one of my five, but definitely having tiered goals. And that might be something we, we talk about in, an, in, in a future, future episode. But that can really help you sort of to set your stall out. But going back to starting off with sessions um, and races as well, but thinking about sessions, my number one tip is to break any session or race down um, from the entirety of what it is to smaller segments. Um, the marathon is a great example of this because you don't want to go into a marathon thinking, 
I've got 26 miles to run. Obviously you've got 26 miles to run, but that's probably not the best way of approaching it as just one big block. I like to break it into, it depends actually on the race, but typically I've broken it down into 10Ks, uh, which works quite well for me. In Boston, I did it slightly differently because I wanted to, um, I wanted the hill section, which was between 16 to 21, um, to be a different uh, segment of the race. And, and I ended up having five segments rather than the usual four that I go for because I usually do 10Ks, but the last one's really a 12K. It's kind of a, 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 a trick for your mind, really, because you think of it as four 10Ks, but obviously there's an extra 2K in there, but it sort of gets incorporated in because once you get to 40K, you're really probably going to finish the race. Um, so that's why I break it down like that. But even going into a session, let's say you're doing 20 by one minute on, one minute off, trying to break that down so it's not just I've got a, a, a session there of 20 minutes of work and 20 minutes of recovery or 40 minutes in total, trying to break that down into maybe fours or fives uh, and ticking those off as you go can really help to get through the session. What I find is when it gets really tough is you go down to just um, breaking it down into really small chunks. So this can happen in uh, a marathon. If I've broken it down into 10Ks or even 5Ks, I might go through a really difficult patch in the race where I'm just breaking that little 5 or 10K section down into either Ks then or miles, depending on what the markers are. I might be going mile by mile for just a point, just to try and get through that little rough patch in the race. And you could do that in a session as well. Maybe you've, you've got to 12 of your one-on-one one -on -one offs and you need to get through to 15, but it's really you're really starting to struggle. So it, you just start getting the next one done and then the next one done and just trying to, to stick with each one. So first, um, first tip is to break it down into set into different sections that feel more manageable. Uh, and definitely the bigger and longer the, the session, then the, the better that is to do. The second tip kind of feeds into that though. Um, what I was talking about there uh, is stay in the moment because you can't do anything about what's gone and you can't really affect what's coming up apart from not falling apart right now. So the best thing that you can do at any point in time and in, and in fact at any point of your life is to focus on what's happening now because you can't do anything about the things that have already happened. So if you are going through a marathon and you had a bit of a, a shaky patch or even you went off too fast at the start. There's nothing that you can do about that now. Now you've realized that. All you can do is try and focus on what you can do right now. And similarly, there's no point worrying at mile two of a marathon what's going to happen at mile 25 because you can't affect that. You can only make things worse really by not executing the race now correctly. And what, about, what I mean by that is you can definitely make things worse for yourself down the line by 
going too hard now or even the opposite of not going hard enough or not the right effort or, you know, throwing the towel in now because later on down the line you're going to have to to pay for that whether that's at the back end of the race trying to make up that time or just afterwards when you sit down and reflect and reassess so one thing I, I like to do is to stay in the moment is especially when I'm doing say a tough um road session again we'll use the example of 21 one minute on one minute off if I've got to the point where it's really not going well, then I'll just almost say to myself, well, you know, I'll just do one more. And if I need to, I'll walk during the recovery. Um, usually I don't. Um, if it's really, really going bad, then yes, I might I might walk in the recovery. Um, but I'll, then that will give me the energy to go back and do the next one after that. But every time I'm saying to myself, it doesn't matter what I do after this, I'm just going to do this one more rep or one more mile in the marathon or one more whatever it is. And that gives you the impetus to get through that tough section uh, and regroup. And then usually when you get through that, you can do it again. You can say, right, I'm just going to do one more minute, one more K one more mile, one more whatever it is that makes it feel manageable and just get through that again. And gradually you work through it. And by, by working through it in the moment, that gives you some confidence to, that you can get to the end. And of course, it gets you close to the end anyway. So the, the two things combined, the confidence of getting through one more whatever it is and getting that bit closer to the end of the session um, combines to make it feel a bit more manageable. And sometimes you have to give yourself an out. You have to say, I'm going to see how I feel after one more whatever. And if I still feel terrible, whatever, if things are getting worse, then I'm going to let myself off the hook or I'm going to walk a bit or whatever you need to do to just regroup and get to that point. Um, but staying in the moment is the best thing. If you start panicking about what's going to be coming down the line in 10, 15 minutes, an hour, two hours, you know, it doesn't, it just makes your mindset go that that much worse that it's, it's so much harder to get through what you're trying to do at the moment. Um, so number two is stay in the moment. Sort of related to that, number three is last one for free. Um, this is something that I always joke with one of my clients or former clients now um, about. He, um, I still see him quite often and will always joke about this. He's, he's now made it last two for free. Um, so the idea behind last one for free is... A bit like I said, when you get to 40k, you'll get to the end of, of a marathon because the last 2k is free. But say if you're, we're, we're back on the the um, example of the 20 by one minute on, one minute off. Once you get to rep 19, you know once you get through that, that 
the last one you'll do whatever because it's hardly likely that you'll get to the point of exhaustion with one more to go and not finish the session. So once you've got one left of really anything, say you had mile repeats, say you had six mile repeat, six by one mile repeats, once you've done five of them, it's quite unlikely that you would say, right, I can't do any more unless things were really bad, the conditions were really bad, there was mitigating circumstances, but let's say you were just having a tough session. Once you've done five, you're almost certainly going to do the final one. Uh, and that's the idea behind the last one is for free. Now, he extended that to be, well, if the last one's for free, then the penultimate one's for free. And you can start playing around with that idea and say, well, if I've got 20 one minute repeats, by the time I get to 18, I know that 19 and 20 are going to, going to get done. Um, so this is another way of tricking yourself into thinking whatever you're doing isn't quite as long or arduous as it really is. Um, I think it works quite well for short repeats, hill repeats, things like that. You know once you get close to the end, you're going to finish that session. Um, even though in the marathon, you know you're going to be able to do the last one mile or the last 2k or the last 5k the last whatever it is you know once you get to a certain point you're going to finish finish the session or finish the race and get through that number four is mantras so if you haven't heard of mantras these are sayings that you can recite um, or even say out loud um, to try and get you through difficult patches of sessions and races and one thing I would I would say is and I should have said this maybe at the start of the entire episode is that to be able to put yourself into difficult race situations and come out of the other side it, it's good to try and test yourself in training as well um, you'll find probably depending on the type of person you are some people have no problem putting in 100% effort into a, a training session and those are the kinds of people when I'm coaching them I have to try and rein them back in a little bit. I would be the opposite of that. I find it difficult to give anywhere near the effort really in training that I would do in a race because for me the race is where the results come and the, the performances are recorded and all the training of course builds up to that and I'm getting better at it and I, I do hit what I'm prescribed but if I have to really put out a really hard session in training sometimes for me that's it feels harder than doing it in a race and there's obviously lots of mitigating fa factors there when you're doing a race you're more rested You've got the adrenaline of the race, the crowd to push you along and all of that. So for me, it's much easier to perform in a race than it is in a workout. But I know there's there's people that I've worked with and work with now that if you give them really difficult splits to hit, they will go and try and knock that out of the park. And um, this is where I think you have to know what kind of person you are. Um, but also 
there has to be a balance in your training. So you don't want to be going really, really hard all the time um, because you'll end up burning yourself out. So what I try and get to is about an 80-20% of, or an 80-20 split of sessions for people. You want 80% of the sessions to be attainable um, and easily, not easily, but very manageable for for that person then 20% where you're just testing the boundaries of what what someone's capable of um but you certainly don't want um too much at the time for people to feel like they're failing but in those tough sessions in those 20% of sessions where you do really have to dig deep they're the ones that are going to build up your mental strength for the races that come up Obviously, you can practice in races as well, but if you're doing long distance races like marathons, the chance to race becomes limited if you want to really train well for those races. So when you're racing 5 and 10Ks, you can probably do those every couple of weeks, every few weeks maybe. And, you know, you'll build up that mental resilience through doing those races. But it is harder when you start focusing on longer distances because to be able to run those distances well, you really need to build up a bank of training that isn't punctuated too frequently by races on the calendar because you have to really take, depends how long the race is, but you typically have to take a little bit of a dip into the race and then probably a little bit of rest afterwards. And not only that, if it's a short race and it's at the weekend, then that's going to take out potentially a long run or at least a long run with any kind of marathon specific pace work in there. But going back to mantras, this is something that you can practice in those hard sessions. So don't just leave it up to race day um, when you're, you know, at mile 20 of a marathon everything's going wrong and you suddenly think oh yeah I remember Alan was talking about mantras on on the podcast um I think I'll try it now it's probably not going to work for you because it it may work for you. you may think back to this conversation and have a bit of a giggle and hopefully that would take you out of the the pain that you're in at that point but mantras I feel like feel work best when they're things that are really meaningful to you and you've practiced using them there's certainly some things that I've tried and they just really don't resonate with with me I'll say them and it just feel a bit silly and I'm not really believing in them so it's it could be something personal it could be something a quote from something it could be um imagining one of your loved ones talking to you and and telling you how proud they are of you um for me it's really rudimentary it's really just one or two words like focus or um form i find focusing on form (laughs) which of those two things helps me to sometimes get through things um or concentrate or you can do this just little things little sharp sharp phrases work for me but I know for some other people it's far more elaborate than that and it could be themselves telling them 
that they can do something or that they're proud of them or it could be a loved one. Um, so think about it beforehand, um, what you might use in these situations. Who's it going to come from? What's the tone of this um, this mantra going to be? Is it just a saying or a phrase? Um, is it something that you want written on your hand? Is it something that you're just going to remember to pull back um, in your memory? Um, have a think about those. Test them out when you are in a difficult session. And um, hopefully then you, you get to know which kind of things will actually pull you through uh, and pull you out of a dark place. And that can really help you in a race as well. Um, definitely focusing on those things can really help. Number five is similar to number four in a way, but it's gratitude. And this is something that my coach once said to me. And of course, it's it's obvious when you think about it, but um, it was it was quite profound when he first said it to me because I hadn't really thought about it. But when you're in, when you're ever struggling in a session, that automatically means that you are in a in a place or an environment um, where you are able to be pushing yourself to the limit, um, and in a way that means that we're lucky to be able to have the chance to be able to do that. And I do remember that from that difficult London Marathon last year, thinking, although I was not great in my mindset, I was kind of beating myself up a little bit, but I was grateful for the fact that I was able to run London Marathon. When you think of so many people trying to get in through the ballot and being rejected every year, it's a very privileged place to be, to be on the starting line or to be in the middle of the race at London Marathon. But even when you when you focus on a lot, a much simpler version of that, if you're out doing a session, even if the weather's bad, you're not feeling it that day, um, things, you're not hitting the paces, you are really privileged to be able to do that, to go out and you know, enjoy a run. <laughs> you might not be enjoying it at that point. But you, you know what I mean? You, you, you're you privileged in terms of being able to choose to do that, to go to use running as a hobby, you know, to be able to do that freely, to be able to do it because your body allows you to do it. All of these things. Um, and when you start thinking of it like that, um, it, it does help to ease that that pain that you might be feeling in that moment, whether it's a physical pain or a mental pain of not being able to to quite hit the splits that you want, or you know you've turned into that headwind for the umpteenth time. You know we've all been there in terms of your mindset and your head just dropping a little. But try and remember how lucky you are to be in that position, and try and be grateful for it. Um, I always do think about that now anytime I'm I'm at a marathon and no none more so than in Boston last year uh, sorry last month um I really felt grateful to be there um especially as I was supposed to be there in 2020 and then covid hit and I guess during covid it was a really strange 
especially at the start when COVID hit, because I remember get, when we first got locked down and it was a new experience for probably everyone, but I, I don't think anyone that I know had ever gone through anything like that. I don't think any anyone had. And you really didn't know when anything was going to come back, whether I was going to be able to do... I mean, Boston wasn't really forefront of my mind once it got cancelled and we were locked down. It was more just, is anything going to return back to normal at any point? Um, so having to wait three years to do Boston from when I was first registered for it, I think that really did make me even more grateful for being there when I finally got there, that I was able to do it. Um, so it it really did help switch my mindset from this marathon's really tough and I'm going to have a difficult time to, you know, it's really a privilege and a joy to be there in that moment uh, competing at that marathon. So I hope that helps a little bit. Um, obviously, we've all got different reasons for running ourselves um, and trying to remember those reasons why we're doing it is really sometimes the the best thing that you can do if you're going through a tough time especially in a race that you know is important and you have big reasons for being there thinking back to what those reasons are and being grateful for being able to be there can hopefully pull you through some of those tough times so to quickly recap the five points, the five mental hacks for tough sessions and races. First one was to break it down. Don't ever try and go into a session or a race just thinking of the overall overall distance or session. Try and break it down into little manageable chunks. Even if the session isn't that difficult, it gives you that practice of doing it for a, a bigger race. And certainly... You know, even a 5K, I'm breaking that down mile by mile. Usually the first mile goes well for me. You know, I'm fresh. I'm hitting that pace. Second mile is where I really struggle usually is to try and keep that pace going. And then the third mile is usually, like I say, that's I know I'll get through that. But even in a 5K, if I've gone out too hard, the first two miles, that can be a bit of a struggle as well, but I'm still breaking that down. I might even be breaking it down into five by one Ks there um, instead. The second one was to stay in the moment. Um, make sure that you're focusing on what you can do right now because you can't do anything about what's gone and you can't really affect what's happening later on apart from, you know, making things worse by not doing things right in this moment. Number three was the last one is for free and you can use that as the last anything, um, whatever is the smallest um, segment really or, or the biggest segment that you can get away with tricking your mind into thinking. So could that be the last 5k of a race? Could it be the last rep of a hill repeat? Could it be the last mile of mile repeats um, and and know that once you get to that last whatever it is you're probably going to get there um, you're going to get to the end so you can almost fo ignore that last bit and focus on getting to the point of the penultimate rep um, in one piece number four was mantras and making sure 
to um, practice those in your training. Write some ideas out of things that you might be able to say to yourself. Work out who's going to be saying them and whose voice or uh, are you going to address yourself by your name or is it just going to be simple rudimentary phrases that can snap you out of a bad place? And then finally, number five is gratitude. Making sure that you're thankful for being able to put yourself in the position that you're in, in the whether it's in races or even in tough sessions, you know, being fit enough and healthy enough to take on those challenges uh, and being able to run where you're currently doing it. Um, always remembering why you're doing it and what's put you in this position and trying to be grateful for all of that. So I hope those have helped. Um, do let me know how you get on with all of those and what's coming up for you next. As I say, I'd love to hear from you if you need any kind of help with, with your coaching or planning for races. Um, you can message me at alan at therunningrules.com or at the running rules on Instagram and Facebook if you have any queries about anything coming up. But hope you're getting stuck into your training in for the summer races and looking ahead to autumn marathons. Take care and I will speak to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time and I hope you've got something to take away in action in your own running. Finally, who do you know that would enjoy this podcast? If you can send them a link, that would be amazing. I also have lots of free content on my website, therunningrules.com, including marathon guides, nutrition guides, and pacing calculators, as well as information on my coaching services and courses, which are all designed to take you to the next level of your running journey. Have a great day, and see you for the next episode.